Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, a.k.a. M. Diesel. Sorry for the long absence. Um, I actually didn't post one last week. And for this, I am sorry. Uh, a lot of shit going on. Uh, not going to get too much into what's going on personally, but a lot of shit. A lot of shit's going on. And uh, one of the things... One of the things uh, is that uh, I'm m- moving, and in LA, moving right now apparently uh, is the hardest thing to do. Moving from one place in LA to another place in LA, and not because of COVID. The market right now is just absolutely fucking insane, and anyone selling is like, "Yeah, we're gonna ask for this price." And uh, if we want, uh, we're not, you know, we're not going to do it like a, a termite inspection. We're not going to do all these different things. That's all on you. It's just like the list, the, the shit the seller insists on. Like they, they could be like, uh, seller insists once a week they get to come over and just like stick needles in your eyeballs and poke hot pokers in your butt. And you as the buyer just got to be like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I've never had a hot poker in my butt, but that's okay. Anyway, so that's been a whole fucking thing. Just a lot of fucking different shit. But I'm back now. Sorry for the absence. Um, some quick housekeeping. Um, we are about to get... Uh, the store is restocked. We are about to get... Uh, the, the merch store is restocked, that is. Um, and we are about to put the me right now mugs, uh, on. And I wanted to ask you, cause a lot of you, I posted, I have, uh, uh, the, the, this show's producer as a gift, got me a mug, made a custom mug that said me right now on it. Like the same way I do that fucking dumb thing that I do on, on Instagram, the same font and everything. And I, I posted, a, there was a picture of me with it that I put on Instagram. And more than any other thing I've ever posted on Instagram, I got responses from you, I suppose, you all. And um, all of you seem to want one. Now, my question for you all is, I've actually never done this before. So uh, I have a question for you in the various means that you have at your disposal. Reach out to me, whether you have, uh, you know, wherever you do usually reach me, do that and tell me, we don't know what kind of mugs we want to put them on. Like there's the diner mugs that kind of slim down in the middle. They're like a little thicker Then there's normal mugs. Then there's like fat mugs. And I was looking at all the possible mugs and I was like, I like all these mugs. What is the what is the mug of the people? I want to know the mug style of the people. So if there is a, a a mug style that you the people prefer, alert me to that fact because we're gonna put uh we're gonna stock the store with those mugs very soon and uh, just want a little f- wanted a little feedback. Um, but yeah, all that shit. Uh, the the stuff that's always there uh, is is it's mattdelia.com slash store and shortly the mugs will be up there as well but let me know what you guys think uh, in terms of your mug stylings preferences that's not the right way to say that but that's how I said it um, I'm in a quandary I'm in a quandary, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this quandary. This is not about the mugs. This is a different quandary. Uh, I'm gonna explain the quandary, and then maybe while you're at it, reaching out to me about the mugs, maybe I need advice about this too. This is this is like a real. I need you guys this 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 time. Okay, 
I don't know what to do. I run a fucking fantasy baseball league and I've run a fantasy baseball league for like 18 years, something like that. With mostly the same people. There have been some people who have fallen out, uh, not because of any falling out that I've had with them, but because like they don't play, they become actual adults, unlike me and the other people who continue to play who are clearly fucking children because we play and we love it and that's that. Don't fuck with me. Don't fucking make fun of me for that. I love it. Uh, but, but, and this is, this is my quandary. One of the guys is an old friend of mine. I mean, all of them pretty much are, besides the few replacements that have sprinkled in over the years. But one of the original players, 18-year-long players, in the last year, doesn't, has made a, 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 a clear effort to extricate himself from my life because he's all fucking MAGA. He's MAGA man. I've talked about him on the show before. It's, I don't want to like rehash the whole thing, but he's like a full on QAnon. He's Q. Okay. It's Q shit. And that poses a problem because now it's like, He's in the league, and I, 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 I waited too long, and the league renews itself. And when the league renews itself, all the same players are invited back. And I was thinking, fuck, what's it going to be like when he is in the league now? Is he just going to be like trolling everybody? Like he used to do on Instagram before he left Instagram. Is it, is it out of line Because I feel like it kind of goes against the way that I am to be like, you know what? We disagree, but whatever. Obviously, he can still play in the league. But I'm feeling like I need to get, I need to replace him in the league. But I I also feel bad about doing that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I, I, it's not that I really don't want a fucking MAGA person in my league, whatever. We don't usually know whose politics are what. But this is a, this is a special situation, and I don't know if I'm going to fucking give this guy the boot or what. This is a real situation, okay? Fucking fantasy league is a big, big deal, and I know I I absolutely know how fucking dorky that is. But what are you going to do? Sometimes we're dorky. And I feel like. I feel uh, actually this is this is a good segue. This is something that I think about quite a bit. When people talk about guilty pleasures, I feel like a lot of adult men are like, "Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. I still like to play fantasy baseball." Or or more more often than not people say their guilty pleasures are are something about music. Some kind of music that they like that they know is bad, but they just like listening to it. Or like a kind of TV show that they know is bad, but they just it makes them feel good and they like watching it. Now I know what people mean when they say that. But it to me just seems like posturing. It's like it's like a it's like you're nipping in the bud the possibility of someone making fun of you for liking what you like, for having the taste that you have. But that really is what it is. You can't just call some of the things you like guilty pleasures. That's just your taste. Like, I love that show fucking uh, Snapped. Uh, I think it's on the Discovery Plus channel or something. I don't really actually know. Um... Or what? No, what is it? It's not on Discovery. Anyway, it's like, uh, uh, it's about, I think it's, I, it's either mainly or entirely women whose uh, lovers or husbands or whatever, um, some kind of intimate scenario, uh, wrong them or mistreat them for a long period of time. 
and then they reach a threshold and then they snap and then they murder and the show is like full of like fucking like really ridiculous like bumper music just like and then nancy stabbed his neck but where was the weapon and where was nancy's cat i think that's what most people would consider a guilty pleasure and i think i think i'm actually a good example because i think people who i don't think people who know me very well think this but i think people who know me at a distance think i'm like a fucking snob about about movies in particular but i'm not movies and tv in particular but i'm not i love snapped that's not a guilty pleasure i think that that show is good i feel like i i feel like calling something a guilty pleasure is a fucking cop out i guess is basically what i'm saying so fantasy baseball is not a guilty pleasure for me i like it snapped is not a guilty pleasure for me i like it and this is the reason i really wanted to bring this up because there's a kind of movie that i really like and i think most people certainly most people who uh uh tend to really like and care about movies especially from like a craft point of view from an, from a from a artistic expression point of view i think uh this is a kind of movie that that's looked down upon and i think there's an inclination that i have i think everyone has where we go to like circumvent possible criticism for the kind of taste that we have and we say ah it's a guilty pleasure I know it's bad but I like it. It's just my taste and the kind of movie that I'm talking about are those fucking uh like unfriended and unfriended 2 darknet or whatever that one's called which I fucking watched last night and I love I love that shit. They're basically just forced perspective movies where the whole movie the entire movie is basically like the uh a com- someone's computer screen there's another movie that actually i think uh, i think it came out like a year ago it's called host and it was on shutter and it was kind of a big thing a lot of people were talking about it because it was the first sort of like quarant- in quarantine quarantine movie about quarantine shit Quentin Quarantino. I said quarantine so much. But basically it's about these six friends, girlfriends who uh, have like a, a monthly club meeting on Zoom or because it's the, the pandemic, now they're doing it via Zoom and one of them wants to do a seance and the, and, and the Zoom call gets fucking haunted or, or, or whatever. I forget. I saw that one though a year ago. I forget the exact mechanism, but it's something like that. And the whole movie is just a screen with people's faces in, in, in each, each uh, part of it. And as people die, their feed disappears and the other faces get bigger and bigger. But there's other shit like that too. There's that movie Searching, which is more of a thriller with Deborah Messing and John Cho. Um, but I like that shit. That's not a guilty pleasure. Those are movies I like. And I think people get, it's like people think they have a kind of taste that they need to, who's, they're like, they need to like protect their rep. You know, for instance, unfriended movies, I, I don't think would typically be aligned with the kind of movies people think I like. And I think, therefore, we have the inclination to be like, oh, it's, those are guilty pleasures. Those aren't the real things I like. What I really like is Apocalypse Now. But that's bullshit. 
I mean, do I like Apocalypse Now more than Unfriended? Yeah. But just because they don't on their face go together doesn't mean shit. I like them both. You can like stuff that you think or know other people think is bad. I think that's what why it bothers me. I think it leads to sort of like an issue down the line. If we could all just admit what we like instead of labeling it as some kind of guilty pleasure, I think that would be way better in terms of a wider range of things being more sort of taken, not that they, shit needs to be taken seriously, but things can exist out in the world on a more even playing field. I like the unfriended movies. They are good. I think they are good. Also, it's more interesting. There's no argument if you're like, that's a guilty pleasure. Then people lay off and they let you be. They're like, oh, I have those too. I like fucking whatever. Christina Aguilera. Fuck you though. Don't cop out. Own it. You like it. You fucking like it. That is that is your taste. You've defined your taste. And that's fine. I keep fighting the urge to say it's fine to like bad shit. Because it's not bad shit if you like it. I guess I just don't like this wide, almost like unspoken agreement that some shit's just bad. And some shit's just good. I don't like that. Anyway, there are no guilty pleasures. Um, the news, actually, I feel like this would be a good week just to like, or this would be a good episode to just, for some reason, like I'm thinking in the last three or four days, either I've just happened to notice or it's actually been like this, but it seems like the, there have been an, an uh, an extra amount of ridiculous news stories that I'm going to get into uh, some in a little bit. But I think that for some reason, the thing that's the most in the news is this uh, Prince Harry, Princess Meghan shit. This is something I haven't really talked about a lot, but but the the obsession with the royal family i mean i remember when i was a kid i was really confused just a, because the, the obsession with the, the the royals so to speak is 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 uh it's not new i mean when i was a kid princess diana was around it was, it was probably even a bigger tabloid uh sensation constantly in the news even kids would talk about princess diana um and obviously that her life ended in tragedy and there are links between that and this what's going on right now with megan markle and i think as a kid i was just in a very plain way confused because kings and queens and princesses and princes are nothing now. And I remember thinking, I mean, naturally as a kid, when you hear someone's a princess or a king or whatever, prince, you think that they have this sort of power more than just as like a figurehead or as a symbol. You think that prince or princess or king or queen means something. But it doesn't. They don't do shit. They just used to be the king and queen and prince and princess. They used to have the powers of, of the king and queen and prince and princess. Now, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I do know that the fucking government is what runs shit there. Parliament, elected leaders. So as a kid, I was just like, I remember talking to my mom about it because there were whenever I would go to the grocery store with her on the rack, there were Princess Diana's face would be on there. And I'd be like, wow, a princess, you know? And my mom would be like, yeah, but it's not really what that is, you know? 
And I was like, what? Why do they call her princess then? I'm like, because that's what it used to be. But what about now? Like, She's still the princess, but she doesn't really, it's not really what a princess, what you think of as a princess. So as a kid, I was just like, I didn't really understand. I, won't, I wouldn't say I, I do understand now, but I'm, I'm, I'm used to it as a truth in the world. People, even in, in America, really are deeply invested in the royal family. And there was this big Oprah interview between Harry, with, with Harry and Meghan being interviewed by Oprah. And that was a big, big deal. They got paid like $7 million or something. Because they left, they officially left the royal family. And I've long said, I don't, I don't give a fucking fuck about any of them. More than I do other people. I'm not saying I, I, I care less about them than I do other people. But they're just other people. Being a prince is not something anymore. It means nothing outside of symbolism and tradition and history, whatever. National pride, if you're from England. Maybe, I don't know. But they left, and I, I typically don't care about anything these people do. And I'm typically sort of like low-grade, low, constant low-grade in the background annoyance and kind of just confusion about the whole thing. But when they did that, I thought that's the first time I've ever cared what anyone in the royal family did in my lifetime. I care what people, kings and queens did when kings and queens had power, but that was way before I was alive. And most of the things they did were shitty. I'll get into that later. But I've, I've adamantly not cared, I guess you could say, until Harry and Meghan were like, we're out of this. This is fucking dumb and shitty. I thought that was cool. And that's it. I didn't think much more about it. I was just like, that's cool. Recognizing that it's just bullshit. Realizing it's more of a headache. Preferring to be out of the spotlight. This really sort of like false sense of importance. He's like, whatever. Get me the fuck out of here, you know? Um, but then this interview comes. And there was all this fucking hype about it. Everybody watched it. I didn't watch it. But I gleaned the fucking headlines. And people are still talking about it because it sent shockwaves through England and really throughout the rest of the, the world because of the implications of what a lot of them said. It was really weird shit, like Harry talking about how he hasn't been able to see his grandmother in the last year because of the weird politics of him having had to leave. But the thing that most people are talking about, rightly, is that uh, Megan was opening up about how being in the family made her feel in general and how some people in the family, or at least in the orbit of the family, specifically treated her. There was one in particularly upsetting thing where she mentioned someone who they didn't name uh, expressed concern to her about uh, her baby being, quote, too dark. Which is, don't, 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 actually don't worry about that. Because that's not a thing, because it's 2021. Like, what, what, what's the fucking concern? I, I get what the implied concern is, this just simple racism. Right? But like, figure, reconfigure your brain, you know? And if there ever was more sort of like, there's never been better evidence that that is a bullshit sort of system that they got out of. 
and that they did the right thing. And that makes me think it's even cooler that Megan and Harry were like, uh, fuck these people. They're fucking being racist to us. Uh, and so they left, and that's cool. And that, that her saying that, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, finally, the nail in the coffin of people pretending the royal family is fucking anything. A, pretending it's A, anything, but B, anything cool. The shit, the fucking shit sucks. Kings and queens, princes and princesses suck. Historically, they're the worst people. Historically, that specifically British royalty, it's like the fucking face of colonialism. How can we, how can we in, in our fucking woke times, in our knowing times, out of one side of our mouth, be up to fucking speed with 2021 and everything that that fucking means, and out of the other side of our mouth, give a shit and care about the royal fucking family? That is cognitive dissonance. You can't be both. Just a historic, if anything's ever been historically oppressive, it's the fucking, it's British royalty. Even shit like The Crown, that show The Crown, I haven't seen a lot of it, but I've seen enough of it to know that like, they don't really get at that and how fucked the history is. I feel like people don't want to hear that though. People are obsessed with the royal family and they don't want to think about its history and how fucked it is. But when this happened, I was like, oh, finally, now everyone can fucking see. Yeah, it's still fucked up. And so therefore, let's stop fucking giving so much of a shit about it. But I was surprised to see not all of the fallout being negative toward the family. There are people out there, there are many voices out there that are like, fuck you, Megan, you're lying. Now, do I know? Was I there when it happened? No, but to say, fuck you, Megan, you're lying. What about that? What about her saying that? About what someone said about uh, uh, their concerns that her baby would be too dark. What about her saying that is not believable? That is totally fucking in line with, with what we're, what we should think. This is not the most in touch group of motherfuckers. We shouldn't be like, oh, bullshit. Yeah, right. Why is there still such fucking reverence and deference to the royal family who gives a fuck? I'm thinking mainly of Piers Morgan because he's been front and center in the news about it. He's just dying on this fucking hill. He's like, I wouldn't believe Meghan Markle with a weather report. After everything the Queen's done, this goes against everything. This is a disaster. She should be ashamed. These people have given her everything. And it's like, what the fuck? What, what is even your skin in the game? Like how much of a fucking weird, traditional fucking kiss-ass cuck do you have to be? Like, why are you defending? Why, why are you do? Who, what the fuck? And then I was, I've been looking at it more, just the reaction to it. And there's so many people, so many people that are like, Megan's lying. What the fuck? Why? Why, why, why would she lie? What, what, what? Or not even why would she lie? What about what she said is not believable? Why would she lie too? But why is even what she put forth not believable? That's so fucking believable. Just shitty, 
pasty, old, decadent, formerly world-controlling, now nothing except rich, white people. And we're fucking caught off guard that they said some shit like that to Meghan Markle? We're caught off guard that they're racist? What the fuck do you expect? It's just weird to me. And it kind of is a little bit of, of uh, I think, I think being an American sort of makes it not make sense. Because I think, I mean, here's the thing. Even this shit gets politicized. Like I saw fucking like Charlie Kirk and some other crazy right-wing people being like, typical liberal, ungrateful, typical ungrateful liberal, you know, politicizing it. But I think in America, we're just like, oh, uh, yeah. But for some reason, there's such pride. It's such an unwillingness to look at the even the fucking possibility that she was treated badly. And the possibility that it was due to some kind of inherent or lingering or whatever, fucking full, full-throated racism. I don't know. But it's not hard to fucking believe. Who, wh- what about any of that? Meghan Markle saying that makes you think, oh yeah, right, that didn't happen. It's not even remotely hard to believe. Why are there thousands and thousands of people trolling her online? Or not even trolling, just adamantly saying she's lying. What the fuck? If anybody's gonna be racist, someone who's related to any king ever is a good bet that they're probably gonna be racist. Of England, rather. Not, I guess, I guess there are other kings. But no, I think generally speaking, the, the, the superiority of any royal family I believe lends itself specifically, particularly toward having a fucking racist mindset, thinking you're superior to other races and not wanting to be sort of, uh, I don't know, seen as commingling with another race. Which again, is just another reason why nobody should give a fuck about the formerly royal family. Now they just got the fucking names. I'm not down with that. And I know there'll be people out there who'll be like, no, they still do stuff. Yeah, but they're not. The Queen of England isn't, it doesn't fucking do shit anymore, you know? Just don't stop. Just everyone stop caring about, about the royal family. That would be better. But yeah, Piers Morgan is dying on the hill of Megan's lying. Hey, man. Relax. He left his show. On air, he was just like spouting off like a fucking lunatic about it. And then some other commentator called him out and was like, why don't you let the black person involved who it happened to Decide if it was racist instead of you, white guy who wasn't there at all for any of the things being discussed. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with people? I don't understand. Anyway, fucking good for you guys. Harry and Megan, get the fuck out of there. The sickest part about it, I didn't even know this, they moved to Canada, which is hilarious. Um, All right, yeah, I'm going to take my break now. 
And on the other side, I'm going to get into some of those fucking cool news stories. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'm back. And you know what? I think actually people consider their interest in the royal family, the gossip and the tabloids, which apparently are even worse in England. Hard to believe. Because they're on the tabloids all over the place here, too. But I think people consider that a guilty pleasure. And you know what? Don't do that. You like that shit. Don't write it off as a guilty pleasure. Why do you like that shit? Um. All right, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some of these news stories. One of them... <clears throat> I just don't know what to even, this is just, okay. So here, this is in Forbes. This is not the onion. I'm going to say the headline and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the implications of the headline. Then I'm going to read the article. I haven't read this article yet, but this is, this is Forbes. This is a real deal shit. This is not some bullshit. This is the headline. Man suffers four-hour erection with COVID-19 coronavirus infection. I mean, okay. This article was written in July of last year. The reason I found it was because the other day I saw one headline that said uh, the same thing. And it was news to me. And that, that we're in, we're a year into the the fucking pandemic now, living with this shit. I've known about all different side effects. I learned about all the shits, all the shit it does to your fucking lungs, shit it can do to your brain, long term effects. You know, because people like to talk about how well it only kills one percent or whatever the mortality rate. Yeah, but also living with it long term can be horrible. People out there like to act like dying is the only bad thing that can happen. Dying isn't the worst thing that can happen, just so everybody's clear about that. I don't know why you need to be reminded of that, but dying actually isn't even close to the worst thing that can happen to you. So that part gets left out of the conversation. Now, one thing I never learned about it, about possible side effects, possible symptoms, possible fallout from contracting COVID-19. Is a persistent boner. How is that possible? That a year in, that's not something everybody knows. And the bar I'm using for that is myself. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I mean, that's the only, that's the only funny thing that COVID-19 could possibly do to someone. And I'm just hearing about it now. Hey, fucking news people, deliver that news more often. Okay, and here's the article. And here's the headline again. Man suffers four-hour erection with COVID-19 coronavirus infection. I mean, that rhymes, so don't do that. This is not one of the 12 COVID-19 symptoms listed on the Center for Disease Control and Prevention website, but the American Journal of Emergency Medicine published a case report of a 62-year-old man with a COVID-19 coronavirus infection who had an erection that lasted for four hours. If you have ever listened to a Viagra commercial, you'll know that an erection lasting for more than four hours is not a good thing. Also, if you've lived in the world, you know that. You don't need a Viagra commercial to know that. Also, if you've lived in the world, you know that. 
It's way beyond the, quote, this is exciting stage. After all, nothing is that exciting for more than four hours. Instead, it is a condition. I mean, how cute. This guy's being so cute. Fuck you. Uh, instead, it is a condition called priapism, which the, Cleo, the, the Mayo Clinic defines as a prolonged erection of the penis as opposed to a prolonged erection of the armpit. Oh, wow. This guy's getting cute. Fuck you. As the American Urological Association describes, there are two general types of priapism. Ischemic priapism, in which blood can't leave the penis, and non-ischemic priapism, in which blood flow to the penis isn't regulated very well. I mean... Wow. Apparently, the, the, them noticing the guy had an erection came late. He went to the ER, and then when they examined his whole body, they found out he had an erection. And then they kept tabs on it, and it lasted four more hours. Hey, guy? Hey, guy who got COVID in a rush to the hospital for the non-penis issues? How did you not notice that? I mean, I just picturing the <laughs> picturing the fucking nurse and doctor just doing their checkup. Okay, and we're gonna breathe breathe in and put the cold fucking breathing thing on their chest and out. Okay, I'm hearing a little fluid in the lungs. The nurse takes notes. How long have you had the fluid in your lungs? Uh, well, I felt it. You know, I felt it for the last forty eight hours. It's not really going away. In fact, I think it might get worse. It feels like somebody's sitting on my chest. Okay, it's a good thing you came here. That is one of the symptoms of COVID nineteen. Uh, and just sort of like a, uh, general, uh, fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that too. Okay. And, and anything, any, any numbness in your limbs now? Okay. I'm just doing a little check. Um, I'm sorry. How, I don't mean to, but is that an erection? And then the fucking patient. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that is. In erection in my pants sticking out, yes. Um, what, how, how long have you had that erection? You know, I didn't notice I had it. Um, I want to say I just got it because usually I notice when I get boners, but to be honest, I was a little frazzled by the whole, <laughs> by the whole, it felt like someone was sitting on my chest thing. Uh, and the whole COVID scare, I'm a li- I was a little focused on that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about this. Okay. Uh, fucking four hours later, the nurse is COVID-19 symptom. Long time boners. I mean, imagine being that person. Just thinking, just being so worried already. All the COVID-19 symptoms, you're in the fucking hospital. And then you're the only one there who's COVID-19 also brought them a four-hour fucking boner? You're just, oh, for just my luck, you know? So that was, that was one thing I read in the news. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, fucking, here we go. This is just one of those, the headline caught my attention. I haven't read the article yet, so let's, let's enjoy this one together. Or not enjoy, this is terrible. Let's try to enjoy it where we can. So this is the headline. Man allegedly propped up dead wife's body while kids opened Christmas gifts. I mean, that is the weirdest. That's so, people are so fucking crazy. Like you're you're capable of killing someone and then worrying about your, your kids' feelings on Christmas. 
So you do a fucking weekend at Bernie's thing with her while they open their presents? You need a therapist. And to be in jail. But what the fuck? That's crazy. All right, here, here's, here it is. A California man killed his wife, then propped up her body on a sofa for their children as they opened presents on Christmas morning. William Wallace, freedom, 39, allegedly told the kids that his 26-year-old wife, Zazel Preston, that's, the, that's a genuinely rad name, was drunk as they unwrapped presents at their Anaheim home in front of her body. I mean, that's not how people act when they're drunk. They don't act dead. The disturbing scene from December 2011 was described as Wallace's murder trial got underway on Monday. I mean, that happened 10 years ago? Quote, This Christmas story does not have a happy ending, and unfortunately this is... this is not just a story. It is real life. I mean, why we even put it like that? Heather Brown, senior deputy district attorney, told jurors. Prosecutors alleged that the couple, who shared a newborn son as well as Preston's two daughters, then ages three and eight, had gone to a neighbor's Christmas Eve party before her sudden death almost a decade ago. One neighbor said they heard the couple arguing later that night after they returned. Wallace allegedly told one of Preston's relatives that, quote, we were drinking and during the argument, I tossed her around a bit. The next morning, Wallace dragged his wife's body from the bedroom to the living room where he placed her on the couch with sunglasses on. It really was a weekend at Bernie's thing. Oh, okay. Here's the worst part. This this makes him the worst person ever. Mommy, this is what he says. Mommy ruined Christmas. She got drunk and ruined Christmas, he allegedly told the children. I'm going to go with you ruined Christmas. I hear your case and I'm going to refute it and I'm going to say you ruined Christmas by killing their mom and then just propping her up in the room like a a fucking weekend at Bernie's. Christmas at Bernie's. Jesus, dude. Wow. I mean, I fucking, that is fucking fuck people, you know? Um, I mean, that's such a bad fucking idea that, that, that what the fuck was he thinking? Oh, I'm going to get away with this. Like, what are you going to do during Christmas dinner? Like, why even bother trying this thing? She's not going to reanimate eventually. You're not going to figure out a better thing. All right. Um, Oh, where's this other one? There's another fucking crazy-ass thing I read. This is in Vice. Here's a sl- this is the headline. Here's a slug that can sever its own head and grow a new body. Okay. Scientists were baffled after they observed the severed heads heal and begin to eat and begin to eat before growing new bodies. Ah. It was an ordinary day in the Yoichi Yusa Laboratory at Nara Women's University in Japan where scientists examined the life cycle of sea slugs. PhD student Sayaka Maito was conducting her usual work at the lab when she spotted something truly bizarre. The head of one of the slugs, a member of the Sakaglossen family, was moving around without its body 
While many species have evolved the ability to cut off and regenerate non-essential body parts, such as limbs or tails, it is very rare to see an animal do away with its entire body, complete with vital organs like the heart, intestines, and reproductive system. Yeah! Ah, uh, you know, oh, the bodies gradually shrank and became pale, apparently from losing chloroplasts and eventually decomposed. The beating of the heart was visible just before the body decomposed. We imagine that they can live without a heart as they are small and the stolen chloroplasts can provide energy and oxygen for the head. But this needs further study. Yeah! Oh, they, they fucking cut their own heads off. The team is also not sure what purpose this adaptation serves. Some animals swiftly amputate their limbs as a tactic to evade predators, but the sea slugs require several hours to remove their bodies, which would not be helpful in the thick of an encounter with a hunter. Yeah. Plus, adult sacoglossins don't attract many predators in the wild, and the lab animals did not amputate their bodies in response to simulated predator attacks from the researchers. So these fucking sea slugs, just because they wanna or something like that, cut off their own heads it takes hours and then over the course of several more hours their bodies grow back onto their head i feel like i feel like if it's 2021 and we're still learning that shit like this happens we what else are we still going to fucking learn How have we not figured everything out yet? How have we not seen everything yet? Why are we just still discovering this? Everybody figure, find this shit quicker. That this can be true when we didn't fucking know? Find it out quicker. Let us all know earlier than now. This is too crazy. We should have known about this before. And I read that and then I got to fucking try to sleep at night? How? Who scrolls by that and is just like, oh, slugs can regenerate their entire fucking bodies after they cut off their own heads? Who are you people that can just read that and not be fucking plagued by the fucking insanity of that? Anyway. Just kind of how it goes when I'm scrolling. Ah, sometimes you see something that's going to keep you up at night. And that, for me, is the, the head, slug heads, you know? Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know how long I've gone. I don't know anything. Uh, but I guess before I go, I was thinking about something. And it's kind of counterintuitive. So bear with me. But I, I've thought about it enough now that I firmly believe it. So... You know when you and a friend or whoever, you and someone, are trying to figure out like where where the easiest one is like where where to eat. I always think of that scene in Hurley Burley, where uh, 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 at least in the movie, Sean Penn's character and um, Robin Wright's character, the they're driving to go to eat and they're trying to figure out where to eat and it it spins out into this massive fight. And I think that's relatable because anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows what that's like. You know, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. You pick. No, you pick. No, you pick. Oh, we could do this. Well, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just off to the fucking races. Or it's, it can be like when you're hanging out, trying to figure out what you want to watch with a group of people. One other person, whatever. What should we watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? I don't know. It's up to you. No, no, no. You should pick. Here's the deal. And this is fucking important. Sometimes we say that because we mean that. Sometimes we say that because we want the other person to pick. We're either we're feeling easygoing, we want to make that person happy. Any of those reasons, it doesn't matter what the reason are. If you really want the other person to pick, 
then that's what you should say. There are other people who say that because they want to, because they don't want to put their own idea forth. There's really something they want to say, but they don't want to be presumptuous. It's like, I don't know if it's modesty or, or politeness, but that is not polite. If you're, let's do it, let's put it this way. If you are, if there are two of you and both of you are saying, no, 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 you pick, you should decide. And only one of you actually means they want the other one to decide. It is your responsibility as the other one to say the thing you want to do. Where do you want to eat? What do you want to watch? It's so known now that this is a thing people do. They really do want to say where, but they don't put it forth. They say, no, 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 you pick. They really do have a thing that they want to watch, but they're really trying to say, no, 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 you pick. That's such a thing that's understood that people now are suspected of really harboring some actual desire, but they don't want to put it forth out of politeness or whatever the fuck. That phenomenon, that politeness, whatever, the the trying not to seem presumptuous, I don't know what it is. That has to stop. Because now there's no meaning. It has no meaning anymore when people say, no, no, you pick. I'm okay with anything. Because the people who actually do want to watch something, who actually do want to eat somewhere, but are being too polite to put it forth, have fucked it up. So what we got to do now is that the only time that people should be saying, no, 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 you pick. No, you decide. You should decide. Whatever you want are the people who fucking mean that. And for all the people who actually do have a place they want to eat, who actually do have a thing that they want to watch, or whatever it is, a place they want to go, it is your responsibility to say what that is. If you want to do a thing, You got to say it. If you want to do a thing, you don't say, no, 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 whatever you want. Especially if the other person there is saying it too. You're not being polite. You're making it worse. You're putting you on a more likely path to getting into a fucking fight. So I'm taken back I'm taken back. No, no, no. It's up to you. You decide. You pick. I'm taking that back. Once and for all. Now we all only say that when we actually mean it. When people say that and don't mean it, or say that and really actually do want to do something, but are afraid to put it forth for one reason or another, they're ruining the world. You're ruining the entire world, you people who do that. Now, I've done it before, but I've learned my lesson. Now, I don't do that. If there's a thing I want to do and the person I'm talking about doing it with is like, no, 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 you pick. Now, I'm like, okay, this. They told me to pick. They told me to do that. It's less rude. It's more rude to be like, no, 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 you pick. Oh, you don't want to pick? You want me to pick? Oh, how about this? No, 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 you pick. That's fucking rude. What's not rude is somebody saying, hey, Matt, you pick the movie we watch. And and then I, Matt, I say, okay, Unfriended 2, Dark Web, or whatever the fuck it's called. I just saw it last night, but I want to watch it again because I fucking love it. And it's not a guilty pleasure. It's a fucking good movie. That's what my taste is. And I stand by it. You got to say what you mean. And that's it. (sighs) Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that's an hour. I don't even know. But uh, yeah. But I'm back now. No more long breaks like this last uh, eight, nine days, whatever it was. I apologize for that. Um, But I'm back on track now. And let me know about the mug thing I was asking about earlier. 
I want your input. We're going to get that order in the next couple of days. So especially if you hear this in the next couple of days, please let me know. You want the diner mug? You want the normal mug? You want the kind of fucking, I don't know what it's called, but the kind of one that goes out? The normal mug goes like up and down, straight up and down. It's a circle, but it goes up and down. Wow. You know, with no visual component, this is so confusing. What kind of mugs do you guys like? That's what I want to know because I can't pick. Okay. I love you all. Take care of yourselves. Fucking get vaccinated if you can. If you can't, keep doing the thing that we're all supposed to be fucking doing to get the world back to a place that we like quicker because that's the only fucking express purpose any of us should have. The goal any of us should have. All right. Also, uh, yesterday I just shaved my beard and now I have a mustache. So I'm excited about that. Okay, I will talk to you guys soon. I love you all. Stay safe. Spyom if you can. If you can't, stay safe. Talk to you soon. Okay.